At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. To first strike right here on Visa. I'm your host, Dave Ross. For the next hour, we're going to break down everything from a gambling perspective here for UFC 271. It is Israel Adesanya against Robert the Reaper Whitaker in a rematch for the middleweight championship of the world. So over the next hour, we're going to have Wes Reynolds, Jordan Sherwood, Reed Kuhn join us. But right now in studio, it is always a pleasure to have Nick Kalikas join us here each and every preview show. And the man sets these numbers that you see behind us here at Circus Sportsbook for all the combat sports action. Nick, great to have you back in studio. Look, we love the fights anyway, so it doesn't matter what type of card we have. But when you have a pay-per-view, when you have a title on the line, when you've got a known commodity like Israel Adesanya fighting in the main event against Robert Whitaker, I got to imagine you're going to get a little bit more volume than you normally do on a given fight card. How did you set this number knowing how dominant Adesanya was the first time around against the Reaper? Well, I mean, you definitely have to factor that in. But also on the other side of things, I mean, Whitaker is just a tremendous fighter as well. Former champion, he mm-hmm. gets respected from the betting community. He's on a nice little run here as well. So I honestly figured that he would get some respect back despite – the Adesanya hype, the deserving hype. I mean, he is one of these special fighters, like you said. Conor McGregor type of situation. I mean, nobody's going to ever be Conor level, but as far as popularity and attraction, but Adesanya is definitely excelling to that point. So, very difficult spot. Yeah, and when you mentioned the, the former champion there, Robert Whitaker, the first time around, look, he, he he says, like, well, I wasn't in a good frame of mind for that fight. You better be in a good frame of mind if you're going to take on Israel Adesanya in this weight class here in the middleweight division. We're seeing four and a half for the total. If you saw the first fight, you might go, what? Because that fight was over quickly. He knocked down uh, Robert Whitaker at the end of the first round. He survived it and then got stopped in the second. Are you seeing any action come in on the under for the rounds prop here because of the way the first fight went? We will. And we'll continue to see more public action on the under. The sharper action is actually coming in on the over because I I don't think they're buying into it. What happens the first time around doesn't necessarily happen the second time around, right? And I think this time, Whitaker is a lot more confident. He looks Mm -hmm. like he's in a better mental state. So I think with that, his confidence level, his mental state being okay, I think he probably will perform a little bit better than he did last time. Nick, it's amazing because when you think of Whitaker now, you think of the old champ, right? And, you know, Adesanya, he's the guy. Adesanya's older. He's 32, (laughs) and Whitaker's at 31. And you see some of the different methods of victory here that you can wager on uh, here in DraftKings. I I do wonder what you anticipate on fight night being tomorrow night 
in in Houston, Texas here for this rematch. Do you think you're going to get late sharp money coming in on the underdog in Whitaker, or do you think the public's going to go, you know what? Israel Adesanya, the last style bender, he's just the best we've seen in this weight class. Well, I think the public will be more so on Izzy, and we will get some sharp buyback on fight day for sure with Whitaker because, again, the quality fighter that he is, I think his game plan is going to be a little bit different. People realize that as well. Now, for him to implement, it's a different story, but we will see that dog price attraction from sharp betters. There's no question about it. Now, on the other side of it, though, the sharps aren't, aren't going to hesitate to lay some chalk either. They're not afraid of chalk at times. I mean, it's kind of that old saying that, you know, sharps mostly take dogs. That's not necessarily the case oftentimes, right? So it will be a spot where we do have two-way sharp action, but I think the straight betters are going to come in on the dog here on fight day. You know, it's interesting. When you see the longest props available in this fight, they're both on the sub, 20 to 1 for either guy. Right. So the books are saying there's no way somebody's going to be tapping somebody else out. It's either going to be TKO, uh, KO, or DQ, or a decision victory here. Are you gonna? Do you think you'll see any of the longest long shots here for somebody to say, "I think a sub could happen," even I'm not sure which fighter it might be from. Yes, there's always when you have a high price like that, it attracts dog action no matter what. You know, maybe a fifty dollar bet here, twenty five dollar bet here, but those accumulate to having some exposure for sure. So we will have people betting the submission prop, although it's not very popular as far as. The sharps out there, the betters that realize what's going on, they're not going to put a lot of their faith on that submission prop. Those guys just don't go for it. They're both stand-up fighters, of course. Whitaker, a little bit more well-rounded. He will probably try to grind in this spot as well. But that being said, they're not going to kind of look for the submission. Even if they get the spot to the ground, I don't think we'll see that happen. This is why you got to follow Nick Kalikas like I do on Twitter and also on the line on ESPN, a great program there, because you just tapped on something that I don't think a lot of the majority of the public knows. And that is you think of Robert Whitaker and you think stand-up only. Well, he was that way until he lost to Israel Adesanya. Since that loss, he's become a guy that's looking for takedowns. So that's why I kind of had that query about 20-1 to for the sub, that if Robert Whitaker tries to make this a Jan Blahovich-type fight— and maybe where is he out? Do you think that's his pathway to an upset victory? I do. I think he's going to try to implement that game plan for sure. Now, again, I think Izzy's getting to the point on the ground where defensively he's okay. Even if he gets taken down, I think he could survive and not probably get subbed. But the grinding style, the blueprint that Blahovich laid out there is what Whitaker's going to try to follow. It wasn't successful for Vittori, though. Right. right? So, and this he is tried, a different he couldn't weight get him class. Down. Right. Correct. So this is a different weight class. Now, I think Whitaker could have more success than Vittori did in this spot, and he's going to definitely try to mix things up and do that, though. Uh, again, that's why you have to follow Nick. You can follow him as I do at Fight Odds on Twitter. Okay, let's get to the co-main event of the evening here in in H-Town. It's going to feel like the main attraction to some because whenever you have Derek Lewis fighting in his hometown of Houston, he's just beloved, not just in Houston, but by the MMA community. But he's going up against another guy that's also beloved around the globe in Taitui Vasa. I don't know if he's going to do a shoey win, lose, or draw, but yeah. right now, you're seeing plus 150 for the challenger here and for the favorite here in Derek Lewis, minus 170. Are you seeing any buyback coming in Taitui Vasa, or is this like hometown attraction for the Black Beast? We are. No, we are seeing it because you have two of the most popular heavyweights on the roster, as you mentioned. I mean, both these guys, they're fan favorites because of the way they go out there and perform. And then there are tactics afterwards, or, you know, pre-fight tactics afterwards <laughs> as well. They're just... They're very fun to watch, put it that way, right? So there is going to be a lot of attraction. Both these guys are heavy hitters, so a lot of people believe they're similar type of fighters. So that dog price is going to be attractive. But we're personally seeing some sharp action, some heavy action coming in on Lewis and not hesitating to bet that favorite price. So it's right now for us, we're a little bit heavier on Lewis, but I expect that money to kind of shrink up a little bit, meaning that we'll get some buyback for sure on the Tuivasa side. There's no doubt about it. And that. I've said it all week long here on our recent shows. If you watched our first strike, first look, if you watch any of our program leading up to first strike today, Nick, 
I'm on the under one and a half. And I know right now it's juiced a little bit, I believe at minus 150 for under one and a half rounds. Are you seeing any over backers out there being enticed by the plus price? Not at the moment. It's mostly <laughs> coming in on that under again because these guys are, are just such heavy hitters, right? That they, they like to stand and bang and they usually get it done when they're in there. So I think a lot of people are going to be attracted to the under one and a half rounds. And now it's up to 160 here at DraftKings. That number's probably going to go up. Before yeah, I would think. Right? I mean, some spots have it as minus 180, you know, minus 170, minus 180 on the under, leaning more towards that way. So yeah, a lot of people are going to be betting that up. Yeah, I don't know who's getting knocked out. I think somebody's <laughs> getting knocked out. All right, Nick, let's go to Jared Cannon here against Derek Brunson. And again, I think a lot of people look at this fight and say the winner of it makes a strong case to be the next in line to fight the winner of Robert Whitaker against Israel Adesanya here. Cannonier right now, minus 170. Brunson, the, the take back plus 150. I, you know, we can look at all the numbers you want to look at. I mean, Derek Brunson's undefeated as a dyed blonde. <laughs> but he has not lost with that blonde hair. I know that doesn't wager in, in factor into your uh, into your decision making here when you lay those odds. But are you seeing any buyback now on Brunson at plus one fifty? We are a significant amount. We are the lowest market price on the favorite cannoneer because we've had so much sharp agreement mm-hmm. coming in on the Brunson side. I mean, this guy's looked phenomenal, right? I mean, his run against quality competition has been fantastic. So he deserves to be here. It seems like he's tightened up that cardio a little bit. His chin's holding up better as well, and he's fighting at a high level right now. And the takedown game is where it's at for him. We know that, right? But on the other side of it, Cannoneer is very aware. So I, again, I think this is going to be another s- spot where we do see some buyback on the favorite here, but all, early on, it's been heavy, sharp action wow. and multiple sharps coming in on the Brunson side, buying into that dog price. All I'm going to say is every time I bet Derek Brunson as a dog, I've normally gone to the window cashing a yeah. ticket. He's been a great value play as a dog and still remains such right now, plus 150. I, I think there are some explosive fights also on the main card. We look at Nazrat Hasparat against Bobby Green. Uh, this fight's got, I mean, Bobby Green's just an exciting fighter to watch fight. And right now, minus 150. Uh, Hasperat right now, the comeback is plus 130. What type of action are you seeing on this one so far? Early on, it was towards Bobby Green, which I'm kind of not surprised, especially coming off that beautiful finish that he had in his last fight. And then Hakparis uh, on the other side of it, I think he's been a little bit up and down. Again, quality competition, there's a lot of hype behind him as well. But I think right now, the hot commodity is more Bobby Green, believe it or not, in this spot. But that didn't last long. I mean, early on, we got the Bobby Green action. Now we're starting to see the action come in and from some sharps as well coming on the dog, Hakpara side, because they do believe this is probably going to be a stand-up fight. Man. And both these guys can get tagged up a little bit, and it will probably be fairly competitive. All right, so Nazareth's going to step up in competition as a 26-year-old against the veteran and Bobby Green at 35 years of age. Age is just a number. That's what I always try to tell myself as I get a little bit older, <laughs> Nick. And then I look at Andre Arlovsky. And you, and you go, Andre Arlovsky's favored, minus 150 right. against Jared uh, Vendera. And, and I go, well, wasn't he champion in 2005? And it's <laughs> 2022? Uh, this is kind of crazy to see what he's doing. It's not Andre Arlovsky 2.0. It's 3.0. Well said. Right? So what do you make of this number here? Are you? I'm seeing money come in on Arlovsky. This is a head-scratcher because he's still competing at a very high level. Like you said, he's been around for a long time, and he is the ultimate gatekeeper for the UFC right now. If you get over that Arlovsky hump, you're going to do some good things, and you'll be kind of in the title shot mix. If you can't get over that Arlovsky hump, then you're probably not going to get in that upper echelon in the heavyweight division. So he's in a very good spot. He keeps on picking off these up-and-coming contenders. It's amazing. Left and right. You can't beat this guy on the scorecards, it seems, anymore, right? Yeah, and I look at it here, and I think when you, you look at the number, and it's not that big right now as it stands, minus 155, minus 150. But if you like Orlovsky by decision, plus 110 to get a little bit of that buyback, because I look at it and I go, he doesn't have the same knockout power that he once had, but he's still a movable 
kind of he's very fluid still as a heavyweight. He doesn't feel like a guy that's found his age yet, at least in the octagon. I agree with you completely. If he wins this fight, it's probably going to be by decision. Although it's a heavyweight fight, and a lot of people expect you know fireworks and heavy hitters or whatnot. I think the other side of it though, if there's going to be a finish in this fight, it's probably Vandera. Yeah, I mean he does have some heavy hands. He likes to strike as well. If Arlovski was smart this spot, he would probably try to wrestle, try to get those takedowns a little bit, get this fight to the floor. But these fighters are stubborn sometimes, and they won't go to that obvious blueprint. So I think we will probably see a stand-up fight. And if Vandera doesn't get rid of him, I think your plus 110 on Orlovsky is probably a good move. All right, got about 30 seconds left here with Nick Kalikas. Nick, I just have to ask you about Roxanne Montefiore. Uh, this is her farewell tour in the UFC. She's a sizable underdog here, plus 300, the happy warrior. She means a lot to the sport, obviously, for those of us who've been involved in it. But Casey O'Neill right now, minus 400. Do you see any sentimental money come in on the happy warrior? We are. I mean, at first, again, it was a spot where we had somebody come in and lay the chocolate a decent amount, right? Somebody that had we respect for sure, but then we did see some sharps, labeled sharps come in to take that Matafari dog price. We had it like plus 325, so they've been on that plus 325, but then we saw resistance right back the other way in Casey O'Neill, so the line kind of floated back up a little bit, so it's been back and forth. Thanks to Nick Likas, back with West Reynolds right here on First Strike on Visa the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing you plenty of ways to get in on all the action during UFC 271. New customers can make a $1 Moneyline bet on any UFC 271 fight and win $100 if either fighter simply lands a punch. Just use the promo code VSIN when you sign up today. DraftKings Sportsbook bet with the only top-rated sportsbook app that matters. Eligibility restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Back here on First Strike, right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is a pleasure. To have my partner here at VEASAN, Wes Reynolds, come in here on First Strike. And Wes, you see him on the Green Zone with me. You see him on Bettering Across America, on the Lombardi Line, all across the network. Wes, it's great to have you in studio here to talk some UFC 271 with you, my friend. I do want to get get your breakdowns of how you approach some of these fights. Because obviously, when you look at the middleweight title here with Israel Adesanya, the last style bender, as a sizable favorite here, we saw as Mm -hmm. high as minus 300 down to about minus 220 because Robert Whitaker 
is a name opponent, the former champ here at plus 225. How do you start to calculate which side you want to be on? Yeah, and, and well, this is a title fight, so obviously that's the motivation is for the middleweight championship. But one of the things that I look at just as kind of a general rule in terms of handicapping fights is I look at, number one, why is this fight booked? Mm. What is the reason this fight is made? Is it to get a young prospect that they want to give the push to, a win here, and maybe a guy on the decline against a young upstart on the incline here? So... I look at why a fight gets made because even though, you know, this is real, as real as it gets, right? That's the old UFC motto, but this is also entertainment, a little bit of a sports entertainment, if you will, not quite the other version of that that you hear, but they want to book fights because they do want certain outcomes. The matchmaker, hey, we want to get this guy a win over a prospect because we think that this guy could be a champion or we think this guy can be a draw for us. So that's kind of a general rule, but here... With the uh, middleweight title fight with Adesanya and Whitaker, obviously a rematch. I think Whitaker's a better fighter the second time around. But I think what's going to be interesting here, and I guess it's tough to say Adesanya has a weakness when he only has one loss. But what <laughs> right. John, what Jan Blachowicz did show is that you can put him on his back. Right. And he can be a little vulnerable on his back. Now, can Robert Whitaker get it done? Can he take him down and put him on his back? Because Martin Vittori, who is a bigger fighter and a legitimate 205 pretty much than Robert Whitaker, Martin Vittori couldn't get nope. Adesanya on his back. So can Robert Whitaker? And I'm not so sure. So the way I played this fight, I didn't know really what to do on the side. I did go with the over four and a half rounds. I think uh, when you get into these title fights, a lot of times there's a feeling out process and a guy wants to stay kind of in his comfort zone. So I think Adesanya is more than willing to kind of play that middle striking game, as is Robert Whitaker, where I think he is very effective. So I don't see Robert Whitaker being able to get him down on the ground or try to submit him or do a little bit of ground and bound. So I actually like the over four and a half rounds. Yeah, I think you're right on. And that's why when we just talked with Nick Kalikas here, of course, who sets these lines here at Circus Sportsbook, and you see the fight just to go the distance. No matter who who wins, mm-hmm. just go the distance minus one twenty. I think a lot of people are seeing that new fight script for Robert Whitaker that you just alluded to, Wes, and it's a very astute observation because if you watch the first fight, Robert Whitaker could not strike with right. Israel Adesanya. That right. is not a pathway to victory by KO, TKO, or DQ, and that's why you see the longest odds on the board at seven to one here for Robert to get it done that way at plus seven hundred. So you you saw the evolution of Robert Whitaker after that loss to Adesanya. To your point, 22 takedowns that mm-hmm. he secured against opponents not named Israel Adesanya. So really, in the small window, it's got to be, can he get this fight down to the ground? And if he can, then I think the fight going the decision, or the over four and a half rounds at least, which is right. minus 130, feels like the right well, way to be on. And you look at Whitaker's last few fights, too, after the Adesanya fight back in October 2019, Darren Till, Jaron Cannonier, Kelvin Gastelum. Whitaker's jab was a lot more effective than it was previously. And I think that that's kind of an evolution of his game. Mm -hmm. So that's why I feel like he's not going to necessarily get overwhelmed in the striking game. If it turns into a power type firefight, then he is going to get overwhelmed. Yes. But in terms of volume, in terms of jabs and just, you know, kind of staying in the pocket, get in, get out. I think Whitaker can hang with him, at least in that regard. And you know my buddy Ricardo Lamas, of course, who, who's fought some of the very best in the world at 145 pounds. He told me this week, watch for the calf kick mm-hmm. from Robert Whitaker. It is, and, and Ricardo likes to refer to himself right. as the king of the calf kick. Right. That that calf kick could go a long way to try to get no, those takedowns. No, I think that's a very astute observation by Ricardo because I think it's just to kind of keep this guy off balance because you can't be the same guy as you were the last time you no. fought him because that obviously didn't end well with the second round knockout. So you got to change it up a little bit, especially 
if the takedowns aren't working early. Because I think Robert Whitaker at least is going to try in the wrestling game. He's at least going to try yes. to see if he can get him down. And then the first round or two rounds, assuming the fight still lasts, he's probably going to abandon it and then just go back to like kind of that intermediate range striking game. Yeah, no question about it. So it's going to be a different Robert Whitaker in the Reaper in the style he's going to bring against the last style Bender. Again, if you're Israel Adesanya, you want to keep this fight standing. You want to keep it at range. Mm -hmm. And by the way, plus 165, if you think Israel can do the exact same thing that he did the last time, uh, against Robert Whitaker at plus 165 to get the KO, TKO, or DQ. Remember, first time around, he got that done in the second round. Wes, let's go down the board just a little bit very quickly here to the co-main event of the evening. And it's Houston, Texas. It's Derek Lewis. He's got the city in the palm of his hands. Mm -hmm. They love the Black Beast at home. And you got a guy like Ty Tuivasa coming in there. That's a pretty distinct underdog right. against Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis has fought for the title. Ty Tuivasa is trying to get that shot. Minus 170 right now for the Black Beast. The comeback in the challenger plus 150 here. Do you think we have a live dog scenario in Taitu Ivasa, or is this too much too soon? Well, you always have a live underdog in the heavyweight division, yes, I think. So, you know, Tu Ivasa, could he catch him? Absolutely. But this is where you look at kind of like a horse racing analogy, a step up in class. Now you're going into like a stakes race here against the guy that's fought the best of the best in the heavyweight division and Derek Lewis. You look at what Tui Vasa has fought the last four fights, not trying to cast aspersions on these guys, but Stefan Struve, Harry Hunsucker, Greg Hardy, Augusto Sakai. Derek Lewis is a step up in class from all of those individuals. And Derek, Big step. yes, absolutely. And, you know, the hometown boy, I don't think he's lost in Houston or in Texas, rather, in his career. And Lewis has fought good competition, win or lose. He's fought Cyril Gaon. He's fought Curtis Blades. He's fought Junior DeSantos, Daniel Cormier. Those are the best of the best in the heavyweight division. So probably what I'm going to look at here is maybe Derek Lewis by knockout or TKO. And I'm seeing, what, 135 on that? And I've seen even lower at some other shops, like 120, 125. I think Derek Lewis gets it done. I just think that this is a little bit too much of a step up in class for the Aussie. And, you know, and Wes, I look at this fight, too, and I say, I look at the under, and I know it's juiced at minus 160 right now, round and a half. Somebody's getting knocked out. Mm -hmm. This is not going to be what we just discussed with Robert Whitaker trying to utilize calf kicks. <laughs> we're, we're not going to get a grapple no. fest here with Lewis and Tuivasa, you don't say. No, I think we're going to get the old-fashioned, give the fans what they want. Ty mm -hmm. Tuivasa is the perfect dance mm -hmm. partner for Derek Lewis. So even though I, I, I like the underdog price here, I normally don't like to lay yeah. minus 160 West, but I just don't see this fight going past seven. Like and a half we minutes. said, what is the reason this fight is booked? The reason this fight is booked is for somebody to get knocked out in spectacular fashion. I think one of these two guys are going to oblige. I got my buddy uh, Wes Reynolds in here. Wes Reynolds one is how you follow him on social media as I do on Twitter. Wes, let's go to Jared Cannon here against Derek Brunson. And again, on any other fight card, not named UFC 271. This could be a co-main or a main mm -hmm. event. I mean, that's how good these middleweights are here. And I think the winner of this makes the rightful claim that they are next in line to fight the winner of Adesanya and Whitaker. So it has that, as you like to say, loser leaves town type matchup, at mm -hmm. least to be the next guy uh, to fight for the title. Do you think there's a live dog scenario here in Brunson? He's going to get the money, and I think he's going to get the money, and if he hasn't already, I've heard that some sharp bettors do like Derek Bronson, but I'm going to wait to see how low this goes and maybe come in on the small favorite, Jared Cannonier, because, look, I like the, you talked about Ricardo Lamas with Whitaker with the leg kicks. I think you're going to see Cannonier do that, and Derek Bronson has fought all the best of the best, but not recently. If you look at his last five fights, Theodoru, Heinesh, Shabazian, Holland, Till, only one top 10 guy, that being Darren Till, who he submitted last time out, 
And Jared Cannonier, I just think more recently has fought the better competition. Gastelum, Whitaker, Hermanson, who he defeated mm-hmm. via TKO, Anderson Silva, Gastelum in his last fight in August, uh, beat him unanimous decision. So I think Cannonier to me seems like the guy that might be on the upswing. Derek Brunson might be the guy kind of like staying in the middle here, even though he's won five straight fights. So I want to see how low this goes. If this is like under a dollar fifty ish. I would be on Jared Cannonier. You know, it is interesting, too, when you look at pathways to victory here as you try to find the best value. Well, the bookmakers will tell you that you're not going to get a knockout from Derek Brunson, right? 7-1 right now to get right. a KO, TKO or DQ. Now, he can grind you out. We know Brunson's going to twi- try to take this fight down to the ground. It's only a three-round fight mm-hmm. as a non-title fight. Mm-hmm. I'd like it better if it was five-round. So that sub at 14-1, mm-hmm. to one, you try to figure out pathway to victory it's tough to see Brunson winning it any other way other than decision. Yeah, and he's not as reckless as he used to be, Derek Brunson. Nope. You would see him throw these reckless strikes. Now he'll wait. He'll try to lean on this takedown game. That's what he's really done the last few fights, even against lesser competition. But I think he's been a much smarter fighter, so I give him the credit for that. But I think if this turns into like a power-type game, I do favor him. Yeah, I think you're right on. That's the, probably the pathway. If you like Cannoneer, maybe you go for that KO at plus 120 instead of laying the minus number here if you like him to win. Hey, Wes, that was a lot of fun. No, good to be with you, man. Thanks for being in here on First Strike. For my Paul, first Wes. strike, so to speak. I love it. <laughs> Wes Reynolds won on Twitter. When we come back, Jordan Sherwood joins the program. Come on back. It's First Strike on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Strike on Visa. And I am your host, Dave Ross. It is a pleasure to be joined each and every week by our guy, Jordan Sherwood from Chicago, ESPN Chicago. Follow him on Twitter as I do at Jordan Sher- uh, Jordan. What is it? Wood on 1063. Jordan, I'll get that correct here on your Twitter handle, but it's always great to have Jordan Sherwood join us on the program. Let's get right to the main event, my friend, because this is a big one when you got a pay per view at UFC 271 and you got the middleweight strap on the line with Israel Adesanya against Robert the Witter, uh, Robert the, the Reaper Whitaker, rather. And Jordan, do you think we're going to see a different style fight than we saw the first time around? Do you expect this fight to stay standing? And if so, big advantage for, and still, the last style bender. Well, I, I absolutely believe that Robert Whitaker is going to try and make this a different type of fight. Uh, he saw Jan Blachowicz have success two fights ago against Israel Adesanya, albeit that fight was at 205 pounds. This one, obviously, at 185. So, yeah, he's going to try and implement some of his wrestling, and obviously he's also going to be cautious. The last time he went into fire, it was a third-round knockout at UFC 243. So I think Robert Whitaker certainly learned from it uh, and has, has studied and prepared himself to try and get this fight to the ground. But that being said, I, I do believe Israel Adesanya is prepared for that. I mean, we see him continue to evolve uh, as a mixed martial arts fighter and a dominant champion. So I truly believe he's going to be ready for Robert Whitaker trying to implement some of uh, his wrestling and get the fight to the ground, where if he does, yes, Robert Whitaker will certainly have the advantage over the reigning champion. You know, and you look at that fight script then, Jordan, and again, something that you and I talked about on first look on first strike earlier in the week, 
if he is successful to get get those takedowns, and I see where it is for the over-under four and a half, and you go, boy, title fight of this magnitude after we saw Adesanya destroy him inside of two rounds the first time around. If the Reaper can get those takedowns, do you expect this night to go deep into that Texas night here and possibly hit that over four and a half rounds? Yeah, I, I certainly do. I think a combination of obviously the familiarity that both guys have, the fact that it's there's a rematch, the fact that Robert Whitaker is going to look to execute some wrestling, bigger cage in Houston, 30 foot cage as opposed to a 25 foot cage where you're kind of growing accustomed to being in the apex, all that, and, and plus just how Israel Adesanya is so fluid inside the cage, his movement, the fact that he's a lethal counter striker. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to play the over in this fight. I, I really believe that that's going to. Uh, be the result. Uh, and we also look, we also saw it. I mean, the last three wins for Robert Whitaker, they were three round unanimous decisions, but they were three rounds going to the judges scorecards. Israel Adesanya, the last time out, uh, five round unanimous decision victory over Marvin Vittoria, a guy that's also was going to look to take the flight to the ground. So uh, I, I, I like the over and I, I think it's going to be and still, Dave. I, I think Israel Adesanya is the play. So obviously not a lot of value for him as the outright winner. I believe it's plus money for him to win via judge's scorecard. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm likely to play tomorrow night is, is Israel via decision in the over at four and a half. Yeah, there it is at plus 150 to get that decision victory. And again, it is tough the way you mentioned Robert Whitaker recently, not the same Robert Whitaker we saw pre Adesanya one, right? And that's why you're seeing the huge number at plus 700 to get the KOTK or DQ. If he wins, if there's a way, a pathway for the challenger to get this upset, does it have to be by decision or do you think somehow he can ground and pound and get the fight down like Jan Blachowicz did at a much bigger weight class here? Is there any realistic opportunity for Whitaker to get this fight down and hold Izzy down? Yeah, I, I certainly believe that. I mean, look, you know, Adesanya's background's in kickboxing and in, in Muay Thai. It's not in grappling and wrestling and jiu-jitsu. I mean, he's evolving as that type of fighter. But Robert Whitaker has the advantage on the ground if he's able to get him there. But obviously a bigger fighter in Jan Bohovic wasn't able to keep the fight completely there. It ended up being back on the feet where he was actually actually able to score. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Robert Whitaker also it lands a, a game-changing punch. I mean, you know, it was in a different sport, but we have seen Israel Adesanya get knocked out in kickboxing. And, and Robert Whitaker is a lethal striker. I mean, it's just too bad. It's a, You know, I was talking about this on the ESPN Chicago podcast, our unnamed MMA podcast, like, Robert Whitaker is a great fighter. Like he's he's like the Patrick Ewing. Mm-hmm. He's just playing at the same time as Michael Jordan. And like Israel Adesanya, I believe is one of the greatest of all time. I think that he's so talented, ever evolving, and it's just too bad for Robert Whitaker to be in the same age, uh, you know, uh, of era, if you will, of Israel Adesanya. So yeah, Robert Whitaker's got past the victory. It wouldn't be, you know, it wouldn't shock me overall if he wins. But I'm playing Israel Adesanya. I think he's going to be the Anstel champion, and I think he's going to be the champion at 185 until he decides he doesn't want to be the champion anymore. It doesn't happen tomorrow night for me. And that's that's what we've seen, right? Israel Adesanya has made his claim to be the best middleweight champion of all time. Robert Whitaker used to be that that, that guy uh, that wanted to make that same claim. He cannot unless he beats Israel Adesanya. But I, I think you and I are in agreement that you're going to get the best Robert Whitaker uh, in this rematch, much better than we saw the first time around. I think that's why you and I lean towards that over of four and a half rounds. This won't be easy work for Israel Adesanya this time around. Again, talking to Jordan Sherwood, follow him on Twitter at WoodOn1063. Let's get to the co-main here very quickly, because I know it's tough to bet against the, the Black Beast at home in Houston, right? I mean, it's just, it's his domain. He's one of the most beloved heavyweights certainly ever out of Houston and certainly in the UFC. But he's going up against another guy that people absolutely love to watch fight 
inside Suivasa. Do you have a lean here in this one? I love the under around and a half. I know it's juiced right now at minus 160, but I just don't see this fight going long into the night. Yeah, either do I. I mean, Derek Lewis is 26 and 8. He's got 21 knockouts. Uh, tied to Ivasa, 13 wins, 12 of them via knockout. And both guys aren't going to like really implement a wrestling game. They're not going to look for submissions. They're going to, you know, let's meet in the center of the octagon and let's see who who can knock each other out. Uh, and you're right, Derek Lewis is pretty good at home in Texas and in Houston. He's 10 and 1. You know, his last time out, though, he did lose right. uh, to Cyril Gaon, but. Obviously, we know how talented Cyril Gaon is, and, and Derek Lewis admitted that he was not right. He was not mentally prepared for that fight. Um, I, I think the safe play is Derek Lewis, and, and obviously the safe play, I also agree with you, uh, Dave, is, is the under. But I'd be curious on two things. One, if Taito Ivasa utilizes leg kicks. He's got some powerful ones. Uh, he, I think he's the more versatile striker than uh, compared to Derek Lewis, and Derek Lewis has been irritated by leg kicks before. Uh, so that would be interesting. But I think also Derek Lewis might implement some wrestling. We've seen before tied to Ivasa. Yeah, when he gets taken down, he's not really getting up. He's not really well known for off of his back. So those two factors come in. I, I might have a small lean on tied to Ivasa. Just think this is his moment. This is his opportunity to get in there to beat the most significant fighter that he's ever been in. Uh, and if he beats Derek Lewis, he, he's right in line for a title shot. I can't say the same for the Black Beast. I still think that he would have to win one or two more fights to earn another opportunity because that would be opportunity number three for Derek Lewis to fight for the championship. So um, I, I think maybe a lean on Tuivasa. He looked good in the weigh-ins, but so did Derek Lewis. But at the end of the day, like, Ty Tuivasa is giving the fight that Derek Lewis wants. Derek Lewis always struggles with guys that might bring in a little bit of wrestling, jiu-jitsu, wide variety of striking. These two guys are going to be in a phone booth and who could last. Uh, so it'll be fun for how long it, it lasts there in the Coleman event. You know, Jordan, you and I kind of see this fight the same way. I'm leaning towards Taitui Vasa. I know it's the unpopular pick here, uh, but for the same reasons. It is so interesting to me what you said about Derek Lewis and the wrestling. I, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I think Derek Lewis is more vulnerable if he stands and trades with Taitui Vasa. I think he could easily win the fight if he took the fight down to the ground against Taito Ivasa, but you just said it. He's not going to do that. They're going to fight in that phone booth, and yeah. for that same reason, I'm right there with you. That's why I think you have a real puncher's chance in Taito Ivasa, either with the leg kicks and then get to the knockout after that. But yeah, if Derek Lewis, I know it sounds crazy, stands and trades, he's at a bigger risk than if he fights, takes a fight down to the ground. Do you see it that same way? Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. He's got more an advantage to, to go there. And it, you know what? It's too bad, too, that Taito Ibasa is fighting in front of a Houston crowd because we all want to see the shoey. We right. all want to see him drink out of a cowboy boot, but he's fighting the hometown guy. So no one's going to want to see him drink because obviously if he wins, uh, he's knocked out the hometown guy. So, But, yeah, you're right. Derek Lewis could have the advantage if the fight gets taken to the ground. Uh, yeah, and again, uh, I saw him do that shoey up close and personal at the United Center in Chicago, and it was uh, interesting. I'll say that, Jordan. Got a couple minutes left to go. was your shoe, was it? Well, it was not my shoe because that shoe would be ruined. Okay. Right. Uh, and yeah. I don't have that kind okay. of money that uh, Taito Ivasa has to get new shoes. Uh, let's talk about some other fights on this card. Look, when you have Bobby Green uh, on this card, you know it's going to be uh, it's going to be exciting that's for sure. Hey, he's the veteran now in this fight against the 26-year-old here. What do you make of this matchup, and do you like the veteran Bobby Green in this matchup? I do. Just the combination of his athleticism, his boxing, the good takedown defense that he has. You know, Hoxborough's going to, you know, is a guy that's going to want to trade on the feet, and I think Bobby Green has the advantage there. Plus, he looks great his his last time out. So 
uh, in his, in his first round knockout win. So yeah, I'll take Bobby green just, you know, as a favorite, the savvy veteran, a little bit too much for the, the younger fighter. Uh, Jordan, I got about 45 seconds to go. Time to get in one more pick that you like anywhere in this fight card. What's one of your best bets? Yeah, I think Jacob Malkoon is being highly disrespected in his fight against A.J. Dobson. People were looking at his debut when he got stopped by uh, Philip Haas at about 15 seconds. Uh, but I think he pulls off the upset. He's a small underdog. He's got good boxing. He's got a Brazilian jiu-jitsu game. And, you know, when you look at A.J. Dobson, he's a young up-and-comer, a guy that really hasn't been in there with some of the better fighters. Malkoon gets the, his hand raised as the underdog on Saturday night. All right, Jordan Sherwood. Follow him. Wood on 1063 on Twitter, ESPN Chicago. Always appreciate his insights. When we come back, Reed Coon's going to join the program. It is First Strike right here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Compete for free with the Modelo Golden Ticket Challenge. Join three UFC contests to fight for your share of $20,000 in total cash and prizes. Plus, find out if you're going to walk away with Modelo Golden Ticket and claim four seats to every pay-per-view fight for an entire year. Head to DraftKings.com slash Modelo right now to get in on all the action. Modelo, the official beer partner of the UFC. No purchase necessary. Must be 21 years of age or older. Terms, conditions, eligibility, and rules are on DraftKings.com. Please drink responsibly. As I try to do each and every fight night, it is First Strike right here on VEASAN. Always a pleasure to have Reed Kuhn joining the program. Follow him on Twitter as I do at Fightnomics. Reed, great to have you back on, my friend, as we get ready for UFC 271. I'm always fascinated by your models. Your models have increased now uh, recently with over-unders. And just for the record, you were undefeated in those over-unders on our first show here last week on First Strike. Let's get right to the main event here. Look, whenever you have Israel Adesanya, the last style bender, you know he's going to be, be a big favorite. Right now we're seeing around minus 280, the former champ here in the Reaper, Robert Whitaker. Some good comeback money here if you like him, about plus 220, 225. What are the models showing you 2.0 in this middleweight championship bout? Yeah, the stats actually stack up somewhat evenly on the feet. And so when we're looking at this fight, we're all asking ourselves, are we going to see something different from Whitaker? 
Are we going to see a ground game? Are we going to see him actually utilize takedowns or try to change levels? Uh, when you change levels, it's not necessarily landing the takedown. Sometimes the threat of that takedown can cause a good distance striker to have to drop their hands and not play to their strength. So stylistically, this is still interesting, even if Whitaker doesn't get it down, because he's still very talented with his hands. He has good accuracy. They're actually on par in terms of the way they strike and the way they avoid uh, strikes. The biggest difference is massive reach differential. Mm -hmm. So we do have a size discrepancy that works for the favor of Adesanya. And 5% knockdown rate. So that's 11 career knockdowns for Adesanya at a clip that is like above the average for heavyweights. So he clearly is good at finding the chin. Meanwhile, Whitaker has now been dropped six times. So that's a, a discrepancy. The problem with running a model on this is that we're including data from Adesanya's last fight, which was at a different weight class, very different weight class come fun night, fight night. Um, and he got laid upon by Blockwitz. So that was a problem. And we can't, I'm not removing that out of the data. And therefore, when I see the numbers coming out of, that are saying value on Whitaker, I have to be a little skeptical. So I might take a stab at Whitaker at such a good price, uh, but more importantly, I'm probably going to lean the over. It, you know, whether it's 2.5 rounds or a better price at 3.5, don't want to go all the way to a decision. There still could be a knockout late, uh, but I think the only play here is maybe a small stab at Whitaker, but definitely on the over 1.5 and 2.5 for sure. Yeah, Reed, when you look at that, the fight to go to distance is minus 120 here, so they are expecting this. Uh, at least by the odds makers for this fight to go all five championship rounds. Can your models factor in what Whitaker has done more recently since the loss to Adesanya with 22 takedowns? And I believe before that he'd only gotten three. So he was basically a stand-up fighter. And then I don't know if he realized I can't beat Adesanya this way, right? With my hands. So I got to try to get to the takedowns. Can the models factor that in the new style of fighting that Robert Whitaker, we expect to see Saturday night. Yeah, generally when you're doing a performance-related model like this, you're using a time decay function, which means basically you're using the more recent data and weighting it more importantly than stuff that happened, say, five, certainly 10 years ago. Um, and we have to do that because what Vitor Belfort looked like 15 years ago right. is very different than what he looked like five years ago. So you have to do some of that time decay. Um, so there is some recency built into this model. We are weighting more recent performances more which gives me pause on Adesanya's side because we have kind of tainted data in that case by switching weight classes. But with Whitaker, we are taking into account the different performance. And that could be fighters switching styles. And fighters do evolve in this game. It's unlike basketball, baseball, you don't suddenly see a player completely change their style. But in fighting, you actually do see that because guys are coming in, they're still learning, they're still getting better, uh, and they might be changing camps. And, they're, and then they really are changing styles. So we are accounting for that. Uh, but I just I still have that caveat with uh, Adesanya's last fight. All right, talking with Reed Kuhn again. Follow him on Twitter, at Fightnomics. Great information, as always, Reed, from your models. Let's go to two fighters that we don't believe are going to change their stripes, right? When you look at Derek Lewis against Taito Ivasa here in the uh, co-main of the evening, again, a three-round fight. I don't think many people see this fight going the distance here. I'm curious what your models show for whether or not we have a live dog in the, the human Chewy and Taito Ivasa and or maybe what I think would be a huge surprise if this fight goes over the posted total here, one and a half right now, juiced to the under at minus 160. Uh, yeah, it, we, we know what we're getting here. We're getting two very big hitters. They have uh, 12 knockdowns combined between them. Actually, on a per-strike basis, believe it or not, it's Tuivasa that actually has slightly higher knockdown rate. 
Um, didn't expect to see that. He's also much younger. Um, and, and I think you might see where I'm going here. Mm -hmm. I do see some value maybe on the underdog, uh, but it's all about him surviving that first round because here's the problem. Both fighters have what I would classify as subpar head strike defense. And in the heavyweight division, that's something you do not want to have. Now for Lewis, he gets by with that because uh, most people just don't want to go toe to toe with him. They're trying to you know, piece him up a little bit, combos, change levels, get him on the ground. With Tuvasa, maybe the same is going on, his, uh, but neither one of them has great takedown defense. We're, not, we're probably not going to see takedowns here. Um, Tuivasa has literally never landed one in his <laughs> UFC career. We're probably not going to see it this time. Um, but you know, in terms of the pure striking stats, Tuivasa is the slightly sharper striker in terms of accuracy. He will be at a range disadvantage. Um, he is younger, hopefully more resilient. Uh, maybe he goes after the body of Lewis. We've seen that be a problem for him. Um, but you're right. In terms of the over-under, actually, you know, heavyweights, I don't include in the same model as the rest of the weight classes. They, they simply are different animals, so to speak. Um, so I'm not going to try to run that number. But based on current line, I would say there is a slight bit of value on Tuivasa. You're getting, you know, plus 140, plus 160 in that range, depending on where he is. Um, I just think he is the slightly more technical striker. And so if he can hold up that first round, I think he could actually set up some combinations or punish Lewis on the fence. Um, we'll see where it goes. But if anything, I'm taking a slight sprinkle on Tuivasa here. As am I, Reed. I see it the exact same way you do. And it was interesting. I just talked to Jordan Sherwood about this too. Ironically, the way you and I are kind of seeing this fight the same way and your numbers are proving it out, the Tuivasa might be the, the more technical, could be the better striker here against Derek Lewis. No, not many people see that style, right? That if Derek Lewis took the fight down to the ground, because Tai Tuivasa is just not good on, on the ground, right? He would have an easier pathway to victory. And you see submission 25 to 1 for Derek Lewis. Is there any way that Derek Lewis can say, you know what? I don't want to strike with this guy. I want to utilize my wrestling and get this fight down to the ground. And then the, maybe the over would come into play in that scenario, plus 350 if the fight goes the distance. I think if anything, I might lean uh, above 1.5. Um, because first of all, this is going to be so juiced. It's going to be a low total to begin with. Uh, so if there's value, I think it's the head scratcher. It's, you know, we're, we're going against the narrative that two huge heavyweights that love to strike, someone's going to get knocked down in the first round. That might not happen. Um, and you don't want to overpay for that assumption. And if Tuivasa is taking a more technical approach, um, he disengages a lot. Maybe that kind of slows things down. So who knows that if there's value, um, I would probably look to the over, maybe not going the distance, but maybe over 1.5. I got a couple minutes left to go here with Reed Kuhn. Reed, I'm really fascinated by Jared Cannonier against Derek Brunson and what your models show here, because I feel like in the middleweight division, there might not be a more disrespected fighter than Derek Brunson. He's always plus money. And he just seems to cash those tickets. What are the models showing here in maybe a, a de facto, you know, title eliminator? The loser has to go down to the pecking order. Maybe the winner steps up to be the next guy in line. Yeah, you just hit it on the head, right? I think he's undervalued. People don't always give him the credit he deserves, and somehow he grinds it out and against very good opponents. Yeah, he had a rough outing against Adesanya, but who hasn't? Um, but pretty much everybody else, he's doing very well, and he has this ground game. And if you look at this card, one number I usually look for is the total share of fight time where you're on the ground controlling an opponent. And Brunson is the top of the list for this entire main card, by far. So Brunson is going to take it down. He's going to try very hard. It, it might take him a while. Kenanier, 62% defense that basically comes in about average. 
Uh, so if you have average takedown defense against Derek Brunson, you're probably going to be taken down at some point. Now, the power of Kenanye, his distance, you know, those bombs, he's got heavy leg kicks, he's got big hands. Uh, but if Brunson, you know, and he's, Brunson has been against good strikers in the past, if he survives that, I think he finishes, either finishes on the ground or takes it the over uh, and wrestles him up. So um, I see value. There's plus money on Brunson is a great spot to be in. I'll take it. This is probably going to make or break my night. Uh, one of my better fights tonight. I can't Tomorrow. wait. Uh, Reed, always appreciate the numbers. They're always fascinating, my friend. Again, follow him on Twitter as I do, at Fightnomics. Uh, really appreciate the information, Reed. Want to thank, of course, Wes Reynolds, Jordan Sherwood, and Nick Likas for joining us here on this edition of First Strike. Enjoy UFC 271. We'll see you right back here next week on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.